What up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the G Perspective. I am your host, George Michael Perez, aka G Mike. Y'all already know what it is. You can view the Zoom meeting through Zoom or through YouTube, I'm sorry, under the channel G Mike Media underscore, or you can listen to the audio podcast at the G Perspective on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm excited for this episode. I know I say that all the time, but for every episode, I'm excited if y'all can see it, if y'all could hear. I got one of my classmates in the program from uh, Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting at Full Sail University. This guy is my dog. He's my dude. He's seven foot six. They call him the young Yao Ming. You already know what it is. He's a Philly fan, and you know I'm a Dallas fan, so we got a dope main topic today go head to head the clash logan peter how you doing my man and yao ming i haven't heard that one in a while <laughs> so you brought that one back from the dead yeah uh, man. George, it's always a pleasure always a pleasure talking to you george yeah man hey before we get started before we jump into it i just want to mention you know we're both in the same uh program uh i think you're a class behind me I, uh we're still doing, you know, we're still learning a lot. We still have almost uh, like 10 months, 11 months left until we graduate. But I see that you're improving. You're putting in the work into your craft. I just want to give you good luck and give you that positive energy going forward. Don't let anyone discourage you. Have that self-confidence because we're going to the top, baby. We're going to the top. You know it, man. You know it, George Smith. Guys like us, we work hard. We do what we need to do to get to where we want to be. And you know me, I'm gonna get to where I want to be. Yes, sir. Yeah, of course, man. I'm gonna be working. You know, you already know. You already know. Yeah, man. So jumping straight into it, it's been an exciting week for football and basketball. We're gonna start off with basketball first. Kyrie Irving is back in the NBA, ladies and gentlemen. He's out there hooping. He's not at home no more. Before we get to the nitty gritty, let me explain uh, what the situation with Kyrie Irving is just for everyone out there. They probably don't know. So the Brooklyn Nets are bringing in Kyrie Irving as a part time player to playing games away from Brooklyn and away from Toronto. Now, away from those two cities, because Brooklyn, they allow him to play at home, but they won't allow him to play in the games because he's not vaccinated. And then Canadian law mandates that if you are not vaccinated, you cannot enter the country. So before we get into all the specifics on how he played in uh, his first game back and everything, Logan, tell us and tell the audience how you feel about the situation on how they're treating Kyrie Irving as just a part-time player going forward. Yeah, well, obviously we know the times that we live in today are quite complicated and quite uh, blurred at times. You don't really know. There's quite fine lines everywhere you look now. And obviously the Kyrie situation is something just like that. But let's be real, George, Kyrie Irving makes this team whole. He makes the Nets an NBA championship contender because, quite frankly, if Kyrie Irving doesn't play, yes, Kevin Durant is is a special, special talent. We know this. We know James Harden is as well. But Kyrie Irving makes that team a very, very dangerous squad. Nobody wants to face that team when Kyrie Irving is on the court. And that showed in Indiana. 
Yeah, man. So just like how you said, I, I feel I feel the same way. I think this is Kyrie Irving's team. I don't think it's Kevin Durant's, even though Kevin Durant is a better player than him uh, overall. But I feel like this is Kyrie Irving's team. He's the one that brought KD to go to Brooklyn. He brought he told he probably hit up James Harden and he was like, yo, man, I know you don't want to be in Houston. I know you want to come over here and play with your boy that you used to play with and play with me. You know, I'm nasty as hell. You could be out here running the point. You know, I'll be the two guard. We got KD at the three, four, five, or whatever he chooses to be, you know. But, hey, he does his thing, and they missed him a lot. For sure, us NBA fans missed him. And just like you said, they played Indiana in, in his first game back. Uh, he went 9 for 17. Not great, but not bad. He shot 53 from the field, 22 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds, 3 steals, and 1 block in just 32 minutes. Bro, his first game back, they let him play 32 minutes. You think that was a good idea, or you think they should let him keep going off easily? Man, this guy's a hooper. I put him on the court. However long he wants to play basketball, I say, Kyrie, go play. Because anytime you're on the court, you are so special. Like, just watching that game, I didn't catch the full game, but I did catch a glimpse of some of the plays that he was making, and it looks like he never missed a step. His confidence is always right there. Every time he never looks, he never looks like he's at a place or not too big for the moment. Kyrie Irving's Kyrie Irving, man. I mean, he he's the one that made that game-winning shot over Steph Curry in the finals in 16. Man, like I think people forget recency bias in today's world is insane. And I think people forget just how special Kyrie Irving really can be when he is at the top of his game. Yeah, man. And, you know, on Wednesday night, they played the Indiana Pacers. Like you said, they won 126 to 121. Uh, they improved their record to 24 and 12. They're second in the East, a game behind the Bulls. But from the first, from the one seed to the fourth seed is pretty close. But we'll stick with the Nets from now. You know, we're close to the halfway point of the season. The All-Star game is literally around the corner. You think right now with adding just Kyrie Irving and playing in the 22 remaining games because he could only play in 22 games of the of the remaining of the next season you think that's going to amp it up and they're going to have that great momentum moving forward and and try to make it past the second round instead of losing like last year they did to the milwaukee bucks yeah so i think depending on how the situation advances with Kyrie, i mean you never quite know what could happen he might turn around tomorrow and say you know what let me go get vaccinated i doubt it <laughs> yeah. I, I i i doubt it but you know, you, you can't you can't rule anything out, especially in today's world. So if he's just playing in their away games, absolutely he's going to add that extra, he's gonna add that extra X factor that most teams lack. Uh, and he's gonna add that to the Nets every single time he steps on the court. And to me, it's kind of interesting. You don't really you don't really hear of guys playing part-time ever. Yeah, ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> first time, first time NBA history yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's just crazy to think that it's such a generational talent like Kyrie is the one that's doing it like it's not you know the 11th guy on the bench that's saying yeah you know I don't want to get the vaccine and not play it's Kyrie Irving like he's yeah. he's the top two player on any team he goes on so the fact that he can only play in like the fact that this situation is even happening is insane to me uh I think you have to look at the Milwaukee Bucks they're always a talented roster I do think Chicago will fade eventually. I don't think they're going to be the one. They'll definitely stay in the hunt of the top four. I don't think they stay the one, though. I, I really think it's down to Milwaukee and Brooklyn for that one. And yeah. Kyrie Irving can definitely 
definitely make an impact on those game ones, two, and five in, you know, wherever they'd have to go. Obviously, you want him for every single time you step onto the court, but he is that much of an X factor when it comes to, wow, every time we play on our home court, we have to deal with the fact that these guys get another monster that can take over a game. Yeah, 100%. And just like how you just mentioned that, having him on the road, like this weekend, uh, uh, tomorrow, actually, uh, the Nets play at home Saturday night. Then they got to go to Portland to play over there in Portland. So all the other players in the Nets are going to be dead. And especially on a back-to-back, they're going to be dead. Their legs are going to be dead. They're not going to be rested. But then when they go on the road, they're going to have Kyrie Irving, and he's going to be rested. He could drop 35 to 40 points and then have everybody else just drop 10, and they could still win the game. He could play 40 minutes and very (laughs) easily say, you know, we got two more in Brooklyn coming up. Let me just ball as like I'll just play the most dependent, self-dependent basketball I can possibly play. Iso ball, which Kyrie Irving is exceptional at. There's no one quite better off the dribble than Kyrie Irving. I don't care what you say. I'll argue that until whenever. Nobody off dribble is better than Kyrie Irving. He is yeah. a magician with that ball. He just is. So him being well-rested after everybody else is dead tired coming in and saying, hey, I got you guys tonight. Like, that is something that is unheard of. So it's 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 gonna be fun to see how it turns out. Yeah, man. And you know, again, he he got uh, twenty one games left to play in this season for the Nets, and it's awesome to see him back on the floor. We obviously, you know, just speaking about him coming back, we're gonna see Clay coming back later on. So it's dope to see right now in the NBA adding a superstar back into all. NBA schedule regular season games it's it's pretty dope it's pretty dope but jumping into sure. jumping into a player that they're going to be losing for the National Football League Antonio Brown and the situation of what happened Sunday ladies and gentlemen if you don't know what happened the man spazzed out he's going crazy on the field you know it could be a couple of different things i know you have your own thoughts on it and so do i but to clarify things on Sunday Antonio Brown was basically kicked off the field and then he started acting some sort of way. He took off his jersey, his pads, his undershirt, his gloves. He basically got naked on the field and he was throwing everything into the stands and he left in the third quarter and he didn't return for the rest of the game. Before we get into everything, 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 what do you think about that situation on Sunday? You know, it's so tough to talk about something that, you know, you don't, quite know the whole story and I hate to form an opinion on something or someone especially when I don't know all the facts Uh, but obviously we know AB's past we know he's had a troubled past we know he is uh, sort of on Kyrie's level uh, mentally whereas you know sometimes the rest of society thinks that there could be something going on that, you know, doesn't happen in most other people's heads, you know, like something like that. I don't know how to explain it, man. These guys, they're just out there. So am I shocked AB did something like this? No, <laughs> I, I can't, like, I, I can't sit here and say, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that he did what he did, but, you know, to say it's, right like it's it's completely unprofessional and i doubt any other professional football team gives him another chance to play on their team uh definitely not this year i 
probably not next year. Like I said, I'd be shocked if it ever happens at all. But I have seen some stuff coming out from Antonio Brown where he was like, hey, man, like, I was hurt. They knew I was hurt, and they yeah, kept yeah. trying to play me. And I'm like, dude, I can't play. So, listen, like I said, it, it's tough to form an opinion on something that I don't quite know everything about. But, you know, like, if you if you were to tell me – you were to tell me last week one guy in the league is going to spaz out, take all his stuff off on the field and walk out, <laughs> and, and, and you said it was A.B. But I laughed. Here. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, you know, I feel like, you know, that kind of makes sense, you know? Sounds like something he'll do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so getting into the specifics about it. So there's basically three sides to every story. One person's one side, another person's other side, and then God's, in my opinion. But we'll, we'll go with AB's story first. So basically his story is that he was hurt and the head coach wanted to play him and he told him that he can't play and the kept the head coach kept insisting and he's like, no, I'm not going to play. And he told them, get that F out of here. You're done. The other story is that the head coach says, he, he said this in a press conference a few days ago, he says that AB was upset that he wasn't getting targeted as much in the locker room during halftime. So the players took care of it. They calmed everything down. Everything, everybody thought everything was all right going onto the field in the third quarter. In the third quarter, he brought it up again and it kept going on. Bruce Arians called for a specific package that Antonio Brown is always in. Antonio Brown didn't want to get on the field. He asked the coaches, oh, what's going on? And they're saying that he doesn't want to get on the field. And he went up to him and he talked to him and he's like, what's up? He's like, I'm not getting targeted as much. And he's like, yo, you know what? Get the F out of here. You're done. So when, when you hear those, those specific sides of the story come out, you don't know what to believe. Just like you said, you, don't, you can't really form an opinion because we don't have all the facts. But let's play, let's play speculation here. We'll go on A B side first. Let's say he was hurt and the coach wants him to go back into the game to play with pain to kind of meaningless game because the Bucks are still in the in the playoffs, no matter what. But they want to win. You don't want they want to get that momentum going into the playoffs yeah, and, you, and keep you got, going. And you guys- yeah, and you got seating purposes, so there's. I mean, like yeah, you have a little exactly. bit of something to play for, but like you know, you you don't you, you never you never want to go and lose to the Jets. Yeah, true. True. That's, true not, that. not, no very, that's, that's not a very good momentum. <laughs> so let's say he was her, and the coach wants to do the play. People in the NFL play her all the time. You hear these stories all the time. So, and then you saw him at the end jogging off the field. Yeah, you know, like you could jog off the field, but you can't go a hundred miles per hour. So it's like. I'm on the fence with this because I've played her when I was playing high school ball. Obviously, it's a different level. It's a different animal. The National Football League. I don't think I've ever sure. played in the National Football League, but still, like you know, we got our own opinions on it. I played her. You, I'm pretty sure you played her in sports that you played. Would you have told your coach, "Yo, I cannot play at all," and he gets super pissed off, and you you keep insisting that you cannot play? Would you? throw a tantrum like that after when he tells you to get the F out of here? Or would you, you know, go change, get back on the bench, try to hype up your teammates if you really love your teammates? Yeah. And it's it's funny that you mentioned that at the end. Like, do you really love your teammates? That's that's the thing that me – or that's the thing to me that is something that Antonio Brown has never done, right? Like, 
Antonio Brown's all about himself, man. It's me, 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 me. What can I do for me? And that's how he's always been, right? I mean, you big Ben Roethlisberger says the same thing. Le'Veon Bell will tell you the same thing. Mike Tomlin will tell you the same thing. John Gruden will tell you the same thing. Yeah, facts. This guy just this guy just wants what he wants, and you know, he's a fantastic football player. Personally, I believe that <laughs> with a couple of years, if he didn't miss the time that he's missed, I think he would be a Hall of Famer. But the fact I think he's still a Hall of Famer. Exactly, exactly, and exactly, he can be a hundred percent debated on it now that he he can he still deserves his recognition to be in the hall. But the fact of the matter is, he's always kind of been this this head case. So it's tough. Like to me, it's like the boy who cried wolf, right? I mean, it's tough to it's tough to believe a guy that has constantly said all these things, and then eventually all this other stuff comes out, and then years later, like. To me, the me like the media will do anything for a story, so it's so hard to judge what is true and what's not. And like even in the the situations he had with Pittsburgh and the situations he had with Oakland, you don't really know what happened, and we never we never really will. Like we can form all the opinions we want, and you know that's kind of what we do here. To answer your question, no, I would I would I, I wouldn't be able to do that, and that's why I question AB's loyalty to his teammates I think that would be to me something that I wouldn't be able to break is like man like these guys are my brothers I go to war with these guys every single time I step onto the field how can I give up on them and that's that could be because I never played a sport to get paid for it and I always was playing with my brothers when I played sports. So yeah, like, it's different it for like, sure. Exactly. I I, I would have never quit on those guys, no matter what my coach is saying to me. So yeah, I used to get ripped into all the time. Like it's just how it was. I'm like, whatever. I don't care. I'll get. I move on for it. But AB, he never could move on from stuff like that, man. And that's kind of been his downfall from these past couple of years. Yeah, man. And just touching up on that before we get into just the coach's side, you know. A few hours ago, AB said something and it came out on uh, Bleacher Report and everything. He said this about Tom Brady not being able to win on his own. He said, Brady can't do shit by himself, but you guys going to make it seem like he's just this heroic guy. Then he goes on to say, Tom Brady's my friend. Why? Because I'm a good football player. He needs me to play football. It's like just that, just listening to that, reading that is just, you could tell that you're right, that he's just about himself. He's not really about other people, other teammates when it comes to football specifically, because it's like this guy, Tom Brady, let you live in his crib, bro. He let you sleep in his house. He gave you food. Like, come on. How you going to be saying about your boy like that? Come on, like, man. I, th I, think, I think about it like this, man. Tom Brady could go pick up. Jim John that just played at Temple University last week. And I promise you, he'll make him do the same exact thing that they were. AB was running screens, bro. Like you, you act like this guy's acting like he was doing all the special things that he was doing with the Pittsburgh Steelers, bro. He wasn't, he hasn't been that for a long time. He has shown flashes of it. And of course, yeah, he gets a little out route every once in a time, fades the corner and it scores a touchdown. Like you have the greatest quarterback of all time throwing you the football now, dude. Like, you, you can create a half a step of separation and he will find you. Like, being that insensitive about something like even that, it's like, to me, it's like, how can you even believe anything this guy says? Like, he's, he's a walking meme. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, just jumping onto the coaches' side. Now, let's say let's say we do believe AB and uh, the coaches wanted him to play her, and there's a rumor going out there that he wants to sue the coach because the Bucks released him. Obviously, if you guys didn't know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers released Antonio Brown after this incident. Uh, if if he goes and he wants to sue him and he shows him the text message that he put up on Twitter saying all this stuff, I. You know, I, I, I believe it's it's a bad move on the coach because if it's true what AB's saying, that he wanted him to play her and he, AB's telling him, yo, I cannot go out there. I cannot go full throttle. You want me to go out there and risk my leg for you when you could just send me out and we could probably still win the game. What do you think would be the, how do I say this, the, the good punishment against a coach in this situation? I mean, look, to me, you can't really uh, – I had, I had coaches like this, right? I had coaches, someone that needs to make sure that there is chemistry, right? Chemistry in the locker room in all aspects, right? Like he needs, to, he needs to be able to form good relationships with his players, and he needs to be able to make sure that players form good relationships with each other. That's how you win in this league, man. Like you're not – I'm telling you. This is why I don't – this is a whole other story. I don't want to get backtracked on this, but, like, this is why <laughs> teams like the Los Angeles Rams, to me, will not win, bro, because you need chemistry to win in this league, man. I'm telling you. But, like I said, Antonio Brown, to me, is, like, in the locker room, it's tough to form chemistry with a guy that's always thinking me, me, me. So, I don't fault Arians for – and I did see those text messages – to me, I think there's probably truth to both sides of the story, right? I think AB is probably saying he was probably right in the fact that, like, he wasn't 100%. He didn't want to play, and he was probably adamant about that. But I feel like Bruce Arians, right? In the fact, like, dude, T.O. played the Super Bowl on a broken leg. Yeah, against the Patriots. A broken leg, bro. Yeah, like, just because your ankle's a little sore, like, he didn't break it. Like, he's got no broken x-rays all came out, all that stuff, like. There's no, nothing. he wouldn't be jogging at the end of the game if he <laughs> exactly, broke that. Exactly, right? Yeah. There's no ligament damage in your ankle, bro. So I don't know. To me, I don't think there could be really – and the suing thing to me as well is, a, is just, it's, it's an attention grab, man. Like, how can you sue a coach for telling you to get the fuck off the field after you didn't go in the game when he told you to and you're, you have all your stuff on? I don't know, bro. Like, to me, it's like you wouldn't have suited up if you weren't ready to play in that game. Yeah, it's a tough situation for sure about what happened. But the last thing I just want to touch on, because I know a lot of people make jokes about it. You know, my boys be making jokes about it and saying that Antonio Brown has CTE. So let's assume that he does have CTE and we're out here joking about it and whatever. As a coach, as an organization, as a franchise, if you think that your player has CTE, you need to go out there and get him some help. And as as a player in the league, if you feel that you have ECTA, you need to go out there and get help. So my, my thing is, you, you you think that AB has CTE or you think it's just that we use that as an excuse for all the crazy stuff that he he does in front of the camera, that he does behind the camera, behind the scenes, and that just come on, that it is all dramatic? Yeah. Uh, I'd argue that if he did have something along those lines, that's something the NFL as a whole league has to figure out, right? Like, I don't think it's fair you can put something like that on a coach or a team that has a whole different goal. Like, they're trying to win, right? Like, a head coach is trying to win a Super Bowl, not babysit. 
you know, like uh, an organization is trying to reach glory. And like, I don't know, to me, it's like, I don't feel it. I don't feel it's their job to, I guess, look into stuff like that. But I 100% agree with you that it needs to be looked into because it's a problem. But that's something the league needs to do. And Roger Goodell is another guy that I scratch my head every time he makes a move because every single time, to me, it doesn't make sense. He needs to be the one that's implementing these things. Like, dude, get this guy Antonio Brown a CTE scan because some of the stuff he's been doing recently is a little bit off the wall. It's the same thing as a random drug test. Like, why can't, why can't the NFL just go, hey, man, we want a random CTE scan you real quick just to see what's going on up there. Like, okay, sure. And they'd be, they would, you know why they would do that? Because they could just say, if you don't do it, you won't get paid. Okay. I, I, I want to get paid. If I'm a player, I want to get paid. That's why they do the random. You think they want to do the random drug test? No. Nobody wants to do a random drug test. No one wants to go yeah. pee in a cup. You know what I mean? Like, just implement it. And stuff like this, I'm sure, like, I don't, obviously, you never know, but a lot of these situations where guys are trying to, I guess, force attention upon themselves and could be in a situation that they have something actually wrong, that's on the NFL, man. Like that's, that's something that they need to figure out. And that's, it's been a problem for a long time. You see guys coming that are retired, coming back to the NFL, suing them like, my brain is messed up and you guys have done nothing about it my entire career. Like that's something that's always been needed to be fixed, but just goes down the ginormous list that the NFL, that the NFL neglects. Yeah, I think uh, when it comes to that, I think everyone needs to be held accountable for. I think the NFL, I think um, um, the coaches on the teams, the 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 front office on the teams, the players themselves, everyone that is involved with the game, I think they need to be involved with that because it's something very, very serious and we take it too damn lightly. You know, there's people out there. There was a movie that they made on concussion with Will Smith that I'm pretty sure you saw it, that they go deep about that. There's people out there that have their own stories that they die at 40, 45 years old. And it's like, that's way too young in 2022 to be dying at that age. I think that age is like your peak right now in this age. Maybe maybe 100 years ago was different. But right now, that's like people's peak. So like should be. Yeah, people dying off like that. They need to have more research on this. They need to have more implementation, how you just said, into the contracts that they do random fucking CTE scans or something. They need to be more serious with this because it's not cool. And if Antonio Brown is going through this and he's acting up all around the league with just because let's say it's because of cte then that shows that it's a big problem people need to be working on it more and they need to improve bro because it's not cool and it's not healthy for everyone to be seeing this and to be going through it. Uh, and george unfortunately the reason they probably don't have these random cte scans and stuff like that 100 capitalism it's capitalism all, all day this, brother because you got to pay people to do those CT scans where Crazy, you can man. just tell you can just tell a player to go to the bathroom and take a fucking piss in a cup. We'll do that on the drug tests all day long. Sure. Look what we're doing. We're making these guys do drug tests. See how we are as a league. We're good. We're top of the line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Spot on. But, spot on. You hit it spot on. If someone actually needs help and actually needs us from somebody that gave us basically their entire lives to entertain the people that make us money, 
well, God forbid we do that and get back to them. Yeah, that's how man. they've always been. It's how every big conglomerate is. You're right. Capitalism in America, bro. It's, that's that. That's it at its finest. It's crazy. It's crazy. But hey, man, you know, just sticking with the NFL, jumping into our next topic, because I know you're a big time Philadelphia Eagles fan and I'm a big time Dallas Cowboys fan. So right now we're going at it. It's the enemy against the enemy. You know what it is this weekend. Unfortunately, this game doesn't mean nothing to us because we both both clinched the playoffs. The Cowboys got like seven, eight players on the COVID list. So, you know, they're probably not taking it serious. They're probably saying that they got COVID and they go, (laughs) you know, and Philly's another one. They're losing players back to back to back. (laughs) But real quick, we're going to jump to what happened week three. I know you don't want to reminisce, but I want to reminisce right now. That was the first matchup of this season between uh, the Eagles and the boys. The boys won 41 to 21, you know. Dak had 41 rushing attempts. I'm sorry. Dallas had 41 rushing attempts for 160 yards and two TDs, while Philly had 12 rushing attempts for 60 yards and zero TDs. Before I keep going on everything else that happened that game, do you think that with this weekend coming up, that it's, it doesn't really not, nothing to us, but we'll jump into the playoffs because we might face each other in the playoffs. So we'll talk about that yeah. a little more. You think that you guys need to be more impactful on running or more impactful on the passing game on offense to beat us? George, let me tell you something. The Eagles have a chance to beat anybody in this league if they run the ball more than 25 times a game. I promise. They have a <laughs> chance to beat anybody they have one of the best offensive lines of look the reason that game looked like that game is the exact stat that you said in the beginning of that 12 rushing attempts for 64 yards 41 rushing attempts for 160 yards and two touchdowns that is what the eagles do to teams now since like week nine that's what the eagles do to other teams they rush it for 40 for 160 and two touchdowns like Teams don't do that to them anymore. I think Dallas is actually the last team that's run for more than 100 on them, like for one guy. So, look, to me, like this is a complete different team since week three. I will say that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What I'll also say is (laughs) Michael Parsons is on a different level than any player on either of these teams. And that's something that is – very scary for anybody that has to face the Dallas Cowboys because you never know what you can expect from number 11 from Penn State because he is that good and that dynamic. So that's always something that, you know, also didn't really – I think he, he showed up a little bit in that week three game, but I'm pretty sure Randy Gregory had a huge game against the Eagles in week three. And, like, Michael Parsons really didn't do as much as he's done to a lot of other, a lot of other teams in his league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So – you know, it could have been a lot worse. No, yeah, but just like how you said, the rushing attempts is what really messed you guys up. But another thing that messed you guys up was that you guys had 13 penalties for 86 yards, while we only had four for 37. So you guys got to reduce that alive. You plan, if we face each other in the playoffs, because this weekend, again, this weekend doesn't really matter. But if we face each other in the playoffs, which is most likely going to happen, you guys need to bring that down. Both teams had 350 total yards, though. So that means Jalen Hurts was slinging it. So it was Dak Prescott, and obviously our running game was was dope. Hurts had 326 yards for two TDs. 
but two interceptions, while Dak had 238 yards with three TDs and zero interceptions, baby. You know, the Cowboys, <laughs> the, hey, but the Cowboys lead the series in history, 71 wins to 54 losses against the Eagles. So, you know, yeah, I just want to throw that stat out there. Listen, that don't shock me. All right, let's be real. That don't shock me. Come on. That doesn't shock anybody. But, yo, let me tell you something. If the Eagles want any chance of beating the Dallas Cowboys, Jalen Hurts cannot throw for more than 225 yards in the air. Cannot. Cannot? Cannot do it. Okay. Cannot do it. Because you think it'll be too much of a liability? If he No, not even. They're just not running the ball enough. If he throws the ball for more than 225 yards in the air, they are not running the ball enough to beat that team. Just not doing it. I'm telling you. The Eagles are not a good – they are a – actually, they're a terrible football team when they pass the ball 67% of the time and run it 33%. But when you flip those two numbers, they are a top-10 team in every offensive category. So it's something that has really flipped the switch, I guess, in Nick Sirianni's playbook is the fact that Jalen Hurts can run whenever he wants, right? Like, he can run whenever he wants. Yeah. yeah. So – if you mix Jordan Howard with Miles Sanders, two guys who run completely different, then you throw Boston Scott in there, who's a little Darren Sproles, then the play action opens up so much. And even if that doesn't work, just run. You're getting at least five yards, Jalen. Like, just run it out. Boop. That's what they've been doing the past nine weeks. That's why they're in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. They came up sneaky, coming up with that clinch wildcard win. You know, um, yeah, just like you said, if Jalen Hurts throws too much, he's probably gonna throw some interceptions to my dog Trayvon Diggs out there. You know, you got Diggs Island back there. I know it used to be called yeah. Revis Island when Revis was in the league, but we're we're changing it. We're we're giving him the the relocation to Diggs Island. Um, yeah, I think that you're is. Like, yeah, you're lucky he's a ball hog. <laughs> he's a ball hog for real. You're lucky. You're lucky he's a ball hog, man. Yeah. He don't do much else. Yeah, th- there was a, there was a stat that said that he's he's ha- he has the most interceptions, but he has the most um, yards given up. <laughs> yards given up, but when you think about it, it's like if you're going for the interceptions all the time, that's gonna happen. Look, of course it is. Yeah, you're right. But come on, bro, he's giving up over like Darius Slay's giving up like four hundred. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's a lot of yards, bro. That's a lot of yards. Hey, they're he's trying to go for the pick, go big or go you're home, right? right? Right, he's been a ball hog all year, and you can't you can't knock that out of his game. He la- he does lack a little bit of like a I don't know like man to man to me like when he's got safety help he's very good right but man to man to me he has a lot to learn but he's super young so he can learn that so the fact that he's already you know picking the ball off like he is is definitely something special man it's just just been crazy to watch. Yeah, bro. I think what you guys, like, if your defense ramps it up, because we just lost uh, Michael Gallup, so that's a one receiver down, so that's that, I want, that's he's gonna be He's going to be Eagle next year, George. Michael Gallup's going to be Eagle You think next so? Year. I mean, oh. I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas lets Dude. him go. He's, he's already oh, he's been da- no, he's twice. Not gonna, he's not going to resign. There's no way they can... Listen, to me, it's like, you already resigned Coop. You're going to have to resign CD soon. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, what's that? Not, ne- not this year, but next year. Yeah, not next year, but the year after. It's his second year in the league, right? His second year, yeah. So yeah. his fourth. So he's year. got two more left on his rookie. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to re-sign him. You already re-signed Coop, and then, oh, gosh, who am I forgetting, bro? Who who lines up on the outside with Coop? Oh, uh, Wilson. 
think it's Wilson. Oh, uh, yeah, Wilson, uh, Wilson. Number one. Yeah, Wilson. Yeah, <clears throat> I, 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 I don't know why I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, but whatever. Yeah, the fact the fact of the matter is they can't they can't pay CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup together, man, because CeeDee Lamb is a, is a cow. <laughs> that guy that guy balls so yeah uh, he's gonna demand he's gonna demand some some money so i just don't see them paying both of them especially sonic coop it's gonna be very it's actually if you have any chance of re-signing michael gallup it's probably a better chance now coming off an acl injury because he might want to sign a one-year proof of deal to get back on his spec like i don't want get it back on track i know you don't want it but yeah, he man, injury, injury <laughs> prone like a mo like a mo yeah, yeah man, give him to the Eagles or whatever. Nah, yeah, that's 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 one thing that scares me about him for sure is injuries. But yeah. the Eagles, the Eagles need a veteran wide receiver, man. Yeah, yeah, you guys do. I was about to say that because you got Devonte Smith out there, and he, he 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 shows that he has potential, but he hasn't really sure. done a lot this season. But you know, he he's made impactful plays that made him win I mean, games. He's got, look, he's got like seven touchdowns out of Hurts since like eleven or like twelve. So like, listen, he's 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 had a productive year. He doesn't have the yards. He just doesn't get the targets because they don't they don't really throw the ball much. But like he's had a besides uh, besides Waddle and Jamar, I'd say he's probably had he's probably had the third best year out of a rookie wide receiver this year so yeah. far, which is not awful, right? Like Jamar Chase just I mean he blew everybody out of the water this year. Oh yeah, right? if Jamar, they don't give him yeah. if they don't give him the rookie of the year, bro, yeah. is... like especially <laughs> after that last week, bro. I mean, dude, that that dude. was. That was mad in numbers, bro. Yeah, that man. was mad in numbers. Right now, like, it'll be political if they don't give it to him. <laughs> for real, right? For real. But yeah, yeah no, nah, I don't. I don't know. To me, it's like the Eagles need another vet guy, maybe an Allen Robinson, someone that you can get like on an Alshon Jeffrey type deal. When they did that in seventeen, like you, you got to sign a guy that is not going to cost you an arm and a leg, but he's going to really benefit your football team because Jalen Rager on. <laughs> Jalen Rager on that area outside is starting to get a little shaky. Like, start, yeah, starting yeah. to have another Jalen Rager, man. Like he's and they're gonna keep him on that rookie deal because he's a first round pick. And High Roseman hates being wrong. That's why Nelson Aguilar was here for five years. But I don't know, man. They 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 got stuff to do. But I'm telling you what, they have no chance of beating your Dallas Cowboys if they do not run the football. If you're not running the football at least 66 percent of this time. Especially in this, I don't care. Like you said, I don't really care much about this game, like this week. But if they do meet in the playoffs, you're not winning a game against the Cowboys if you don't keep Dak off the field at home. That's just how I think about it, man. You got to keep their defense on the. If you keep your defense on the field, run the clock, drain some energy, and keep Michael Parsons (laughs) away from anybody, which is going to be a mighty heavy task in itself defending number 11 and that's my guy man like i'm a penn state guy i'm a penn state fan so when you guys drafted him i was like oh (laughs) shot the chest it was like (laughs) like like, i already i already had one in my heart from when the giants took shape for him i was like oh another one another one just came in yeah nah but that guy's a talent boy I don't oh, know. Yeah, who, do you, yeah. who do you who do you want to face in the in the playoffs? Who, who would who would your ideal opponent be? Well, um, I don't want to face Green Bay. I'll tell you right now, I do not want to face Green Bay. Green Bay is a it's a monster, and I still believe they're going to the Super Bowl. I don't think uh, Tom Brady is going to be back there this year. Uh, but if I would choose someone to face, 
I would say you guys first round because it because it, it will be a wild card, so it will be you guys or you gotta face us then the Saints. Yeah, I was about to mention them. You guys, the Saints, um, the and Saints San already Francisco clinched, or there's still one more nah, spot for someone so, to clinch. So San Francisco's in that spot right now, but they're playing the Rams, so they have to win. And if they lose and the Saints beat, they play some bummy team. And if they beat them and the Niners lose in their end, yeah. So that's when that's when the the Eagles would play the Bucks as the three versus the six. If San Francisco loses to the Rams, and the Rams yeah. are still going to be playing for it because they got a chance for that too. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, so I would face you guys, Saints or Niners. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, going up against LA, it's going to be a tough game, and I feel like LA would just pull it off right at the end because I, I don't know why I got this feeling that our defense will just like shrivel up and get on the sideline and not do anything. So it'll yeah. be tough for sure. I don't want to play Green Bay, uh, Arizona. We just lost two, but I feel like if we would play Arizona, maybe we'll we'll pull off a second, uh, a second game and get that win in that second game. But even then, that's that's fifty fifty. But yeah, again, yeah. like I said, for sure, not Green Bay. <laughs> See, I think the Eagles match up have decent against Green Bay. I, I know I, so? I probably sound, I probably sound like a maniac, but. I like I, I don't know. Like to me, it's like it's, it's like because it, listen, if the if the Eagles win a first round game, like they're going to Green Bay, right? Like there's no there's no ifs ands or buts about it. If you're if you somehow get past the first round, you're going to Green Bay. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You, uh-huh. you can't you can't change that fact. So uh-huh. you know, like I said, man, it all the, this whole Eagles playoff run to me, like they can do whatever their run game takes them, man. I'm telling you, and like I I don't want to sound like Oh, the crazy guy that thinks his 7 seed team has a chance of doing something. Like, I'm I'm being so serious with you. Like, if they throw the football, they are going to get blown out. And I, I, I can't emphasize that enough. Blown out. But if they sustain a run game against any one of these six teams, I'm not saying they're going to win the game. I'm not. I'm not saying they're going to beat all six of these teams. They can win any of these games. They can beat any of these. Like, there is a chance. Like, I don't look at any of those six teams ahead of the Eagles and go, they have no shot of winning that game. Yeah. I just don't. And I'm sure you feel the same way about the Cowboys. That's why I'm so excited about this playoffs is because I really, I really don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know who's going to, who, like, who knows what Jimmy Garoppolo we're going to get in the playoffs, right? Like, who knows what Dak Prescott we're going to get in the playoffs? How many Dak Prescott playoff games have you seen him light up the world? Yeah, no. not many, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Who, what Aaron Rodgers are we going to get? What Tom Brady are we going to get? The Tom Brady that does the same thing he does in the playoffs every single year and at least gets to the NFC or the conference championship. You better hope that defense comes to play. You better That's hope. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. You, that blows up a lot of plans just like that. So, at least on the NFC side, man, I'm excited. Like, I'm excited to watch that. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be a great time. Hopefully, we face each other in the first round, so we could go grab a beer, watch the game. Yeah, you know, right? it'll, it'll be exciting. We'll go to, we'll go to the Eagles bar in Orlando, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, that one spot you showed me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll go we'll out there that, with we'll full Cowboys stuff. gear. I don't care. You just gotta be ready. If we get in a fight. <laughs> That's all right. I'm on. I'm on your side. I'm on your side. <laughs> 
Hey, man. Hey, thank you for your time, bro. I appreciate it. You know, I told you before, you could always come back on the podcast. You know, you know what's up? You're my boy. Sure. Again, good luck with the rest of the course. Hopefully, we get back in, into the same class because obviously you, your class sure, is right man. behind me, but hopefully, yeah. we get back to the same class real quick. Before you get out of here, let everyone know where they could follow you, where they could watch your stuff. Oh, man. All right. Logan Pier 9 on all plats, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that. And then got around the john my own podcast the phillies podcast more an mlb podcast now but you know a little bit of that but you can find that on spotify you can find that on apple pods uh yeah so around the john on that uh hit the what's the tag around john there you go around john, up around john on spotify you'll, you'll hear anything mlb anything i'm gonna be that's that's a brief description anything that you got MLB. in your podcast Anything, Anything MLB. MLB, man. We're okay. talking all things MLB. We're going slow right now. Monthly episodes for the off season, but and we got the lockout going on right now. Yeah. So that's, a uh-huh. that's a whole other story that we can't really be doing much about. So, you know, we're playing it by year with the MLB stuff. So we're gonna see how that goes. But yeah, thank you again, George, for having me. It's always it's always a blast talking to you. And whenever you'd like me to come on, you know I'm here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I gotta, I gotta get more into the MLB. I, I used to be on that when I was a kid, but I gotta get more in, into it so I can jump on your podcast, bro. Because for sure, <laughs> man, I gotta, sure. I gotta broaden my horizons when it comes to sports for sure. Yes, yes you do. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you know where you can follow me on Twitter at George Mike Perez on Instagram at George uh, G. Uh, sorry, G Mike Media underscore YouTube. The channel is G Mike Media underscore as well. You could view the po- uh, the the podcast there, the Zoom through there, or you could listen to the audio on the Deep Perspective on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Logan, thank you again, my boy. I'll see you around soon. Everyone, take it easy. You know we out of here.